You are listening to Announce, Season 2, Episode 28, The Hindenburg and the Akron. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. Hey, Jim Fugate here, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. During the early days of aviation, in the beginning of the 20th century, there was a, a lot of attention paid to the dirigible. This lighter-than-air design included helium or hydrogen to provide lift and propellers for thrust to move the craft forward. The advantages of the dirigible over airplanes was that the dirigible could remain aloft for hours, even days, and had an effective range approaching five to 6,000 miles. In the beginnings of the age of airships, they had great promise, but it was all new. Nobody really knew what to expect. There will always be failures and accidents that hadn't been planned for. That's the nature of being a pioneer and experimenting, of doing things nobody else has. Germany launched the LZ-129 Hindenburg in March of 1936. Germany used hydrogen as a lifting gas, which carried the Hindenburg safely for about a million miles. Unfortunately, the choice of an explosive hydrogen contributed strongly to the catastrophic loss of the Hindenburg about a year later. As it came to land at the end of the passenger flight from Europe to the United States, on May 6, 1937, the Hindenburg burst into flames as it approached its mooring mast at Naval Air Station, Lakehurst, New Jersey. Listen as Herbert Morrison of WLS in Chicago reports the event as he watched it happen. It's starting to rain again. It's, the rain had uh, cracked up a little bit. They packed motors of the ship are just holding it uh, just enough to keep it from... It burst into flames. Get it started. Get it started. It's right and it's rising. It's rising. Terrible. Oh, my, get out of the way, please. It's burning, bursting into flames, and, and it's falling on the morning fast, and all the folks between us, this is terrible. This is the one of the worst catastrophes in the world. Oh, it's just a funny. Oh, four or five hundred feet into the sky, and it's a terrific crash, ladies and gentlemen. The smoke and the flames now, and the flames crashing to the ground, not quite to the morning mass. All the humanity and all the passengers speeding around it. I told you, I can't talk to people that are on there. There were 97 people on board the airship. Of those on board, there were 35 fatalities and one more fatality among those on the ground as the fiery mass fell. The cause? Well, the cause has been posited as sabotage, a static spark, lightning, or even an engine failure. But it seems no one really knows for sure. The Hindenburg disaster is one of the most well-known in the modern world due to media coverage that was available to record the event. The event was reported in newsreels in theaters, pictures in newspapers, and the recording we just listened to, due to it being witnessed widely by the public. Through these reports, public confidence in dirigibles was lost, and the era of air travel on airships ended. Lesson learned? Explosive hydrogen as a lifting gas is a bad idea. However, the Hindenburg was not the first airship to crash, and it was also not the greatest loss of life. Rewinding a few years before the Hindenburg was even launched, 
It was another less known disaster with over twice the loss of life. The U.S. military was interested and began serious development in the early 1930s of the dirigible lighter-than-aircraft. In 1931, the rigid airship Akron was launched and commissioned as a ship for the U.S. Navy. Though the Hindenburg, launched about four years later, was a bit longer than the Akron, it was the largest flying ship of its time, along with its sister ship, the Macon. The Navy intended to use the airship as a spotting vessel and a scout, but it was also engineered to be used as an airborne aircraft carrier. The Akron was designed to carry three or four small fighter aircraft. The F-9C Sparrowhawk were biplanes that could be launched and retrieved from a specially designed trapeze bar that would be used to lower the plane down and outside the core of the airship and launch it. Then, with this same trapeze bar and a hook on the Sparrowhawk fighter aircraft, the airplane would be captured and lifted back into the hangar section of the airship, all while in flight. Though the capabilities of this flying aircraft carrier and observation platform were exciting, the Akron seemed to struggle with accidents regularly during its less than three-year existence. The Akron had a successful maiden voyage on November 2, 1931, then a few months later, in February of 1932, the Akron broke away from the large crew of ground handlers, holding it in place with ropes. It struck the ground and severely damaged the rear stabilizer. In May of 1932, the Akron completed a coast-to-coast -coast flight. During the landing, it rose unexpectedly into the air and carried four of the sailors manning the ropes used to hold the airship down into the air. One let go soon enough, but the the two others held on too long and fell to their deaths, while a fourth was able to tie himself into the rope and was returned to earth after swinging about below the airship for about an hour. Finally, on the evening of the 3rd of April, 1933, the Akron set off along the coast of New England. At around 10 p.m., the weather got bad with gusting winds and poor visibility, and the airship was struggling to maintain altitude. At around 12.30 a.m., a wind gust came that was so forceful that the Akron's tail impacted the water, ripping it away, and the rest of the airship followed, quickly breaking up and sinking. Three survivors were pulled from the water, from a crew of 76. A Navy airship flying over the seas had no life preservers. So here's the ounce. The beginnings of the age of the airships had great promise. But it was all new. Nobody really knew what to expect. This was edgy, unknown territory. For pioneers, there will always be failures and accidents. That is the nature of being a pioneer and experimenting, of doing things nobody else has. We've discussed two early airship disasters. And to us now, there are a few things that seem pretty obvious. Number one, with the Hindenburg, explosive hydrogen as a lifting gas was probably a bad idea. And number two, with the Navy's airship, the Akron, having life preservers available when you're over the ocean might be a good idea. At first, no one can tell the difference between a pioneer and a fool. And that's it, an ounce submitted for your consideration. Most of us have heard the story of Rosa Parks, a great civil rights activist in the 1950s that wouldn't give up her seat on the bus. Well, I've got a story for you that's similar. 
about a courageous young woman who just wanted to get to church on time. It happened almost a century earlier. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom an ounce at a time. Honey, that's just another reason why I don't want you to fly. Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.